eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and it is one we have been waiting to do for a while because this is the Pods Pod. Yes, Illinois lands four-star Wisconsin guard Brandon Podzimski on Tuesday. He will sign a national letter of intent with the Illini on Wednesday. Podzimski is a six-foot-six guard out of Wisconsin. He's ranked by 24-7 Sports as the number 72 prospect in the country in the composite rankings, a little bit lower at number 158. Rivals has him as a three-star prospect. ESPN has him as a four-star prospect just outside their top 100. He joins an Illini class as two top 100 composite wings Luke Goody and RJ Melendez and one thing we know about Podzimski is he can score buckets he averaged 35.1 points as a senior and shot 43.4 percent from three on over 263 point attempts he scored 2,000 points in his high school career he's a Wisconsin AP player of the year and Mr. Basketball so Derek Piper what do you think about this get for the Illini? Well, and he's your brother's, brother's guy. guy. So <laughs> the, my guys in that sense actually work out for Illinois, where uh, I never well, had Brandon as mine. Much. He's going to love this too much. We're shouting him <laughs> out for another pod. But no, he, he is excited about pods. He should be. Yeah, like you said, effortless scorer from all three levels, can score off the bounce. Really, really great three-point shooter. Made 108 of those as a senior, which led the state of Wisconsin and to shoot that kind of a volume and then to do it at a 43, 44% clip is really impressive. And we always come back to the competition and, and all of that, which is something that we definitely have to mention in particular, the way he adjusts as a freshman going into the big 10. But I think back to last year and how many open shots did DeMonte Williams get, did Adam Miller get playing alongside talented guards? Like I was not going to be there, but Curbelo is going to facilitate and get guys open looks and, I wouldn't be surprised if Pods is an instant impact type of guy off the bench, maybe just as a spark offensively. Uh, now, would he go through some inconsistencies and such as most freshmen do? Probably. But I think overall to get a top 100 guy out of state of Wisconsin, you get Goody out of Indiana and Pods out of Wisconsin, two states that you haven't had very many guys really in, in recent history, Jalen Coleman lands and T. John Lucas being the only ones. And John Gross, kudos to John Gross. He cracked the code in those states, huh? Yeah, breaking some streaks. Not so much winning on the road in those states. But, uh, yeah, so, again, I think it's a really nice get. He had offers from Kentucky and Kansas. Now, Kentucky didn't really push late, and Kansas was out of it when he cut his list. But 
uh, for Chin Coleman to be the lead on this one. Illinois, when they offered in December, really pressed the gas hard and made sure that he was a priority throughout and ended up getting it done. And while it's been a 2021 cycle that has had a lot of disappointment and misses and, and a lot of angst, now, right now, you're fourth in the Big Ten overall uh, with the composite grade and uh, getting length and shot making, which is something the staff really prioritized. So that's good on them for being able to satisfy those needs. Derek, you mentioned a little bit, some of the blue bloods who came into the process really didn't push there towards the end, but Miami was really interested in him. He, he took a trip down to Miami with his family. What did Illinois do or what really enticed uh, Brandon, who who kept this process pretty quiet, right? And it was it's tough for a lot of people to kind of know what was going on here. But you talked to his dad uh, last week. What really stood out about Illinois and how was Illinois able to win this one? He talks a lot about relationships and kind of sifting through. And, and part of why they pushed back their announcement two weeks, essentially, it was going to be at the end of March, is the transfer portal threw in a whole nother dynamic of teams deciding do I do we take freshmen that are still on the board or we try to go transfer market and maybe get instant impact so Illinois throughout was consistent with their relationship while some other teams his dad told me kind of tailed off and I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky was one of those but like you said they were pretty close to the vest and didn't share a whole lot Uh, but relationship with Chin Coleman relationship with the staff and then player development is really important as well because Brandon, you could see, again, it has to translate to this level, could have an NBA type of future with his length, with his shot making. Uh, and that is something they look at. I mean, I would assume it was different kind of players, but a high scoring six foot five guard coming out of high school. So that's a guy that they look at. And just the, the system fit, the up tempo, the space, playing around Curbelo, who can get you the ball. There's a lot of things to like. And then I don't think that distance and talking to his dad was a huge factor. But if you can throw in the fact that, hey, I mean, he's uh, not too bad of a drive down from Wisconsin. You can see him when they play in Madison and then around the Big Ten. I think that all fit together for Illinois for a nice sell. Yeah, I mean, this is like one of the only recruits we're talking about here. Some of the targets that like, hey, Curbelo having such a high usage rate doesn't hurt here. Um, even though it's it's amazing because I would assume it was an All-American and he he had plenty of usage with Andre Curbelo <laughs> last year. And, and Curbelo was playing 25 minutes most of the time late in the season anyway. But I mean, is this roster, this 2021 class, Derek, we look at it, you have a six foot seven wing who can shoot it in Luke Goody. You got a six six uh, guard and Brandon Podzimski who can shoot it. You have RJ Melendez, six seven, probably more of a developmental prospect at the three four, but the kind of athlete um, that they've kind of lacked at that position and, and, you know, has some length on the wing as well. Is this roster building? around Curbelo is is that what they're doing here what was the plan with this class because I would imagine now with Ty Ty Washington basically being a five-star target um, Kentucky comes in with an offer these blue bloods are coming in with offers I would imagine this might be the last edition of the 2021 class so what was the idea behind putting these three together yeah I think you said it there is surrounding Curbelo with length and and ability to stretch the floor and giving him options when the defense breaks down because as we talked about throughout his freshman season and and for however long he plays at Illinois it's hard to guard him with one guy like it's it's hard to prevent him from getting to whatever spot he's trying to get to and that causes defenses to rotate and you want to be able to have 
options on the perimeter to kick it to. And uh, now Curbelo himself isn't very, maybe even not a great defender, not very tall. Uh, and, and you, I think beyond just the fit with Curbelo, it's just overall the staff has realized playing smaller lineups that based on certain matchups that can go against you, particularly you look at defensively trying to get out and challenge the three point line, which they've done always pretty well. Uh, but even in the future, when maybe you don't have a Kofi in the paint, you got to be able to have, you look at the Michigan model and the length that they have with livers and Wagner and uh, Shondi Brown, like that was a really good defensive team because those wings could, could guard with their length and, and be able to challenge things. So that has played into it. And also you got to be able to shoot over people that are long. So uh, that just in general has been kind of part of the, the mentality and really from the outside of the 2021 class. So like we, we have to get longer. We can't play. Now the four men's maybe it's own separate issue. I think Goody could potentially play some four going forward. Uh, but just in general, we don't want to play six, three at the four anymore, or even maybe even six, three at the, at the three right. when you look forward to that. So uh, they did that by adding that length with these three guys. Derek, it's really hard to sit here and say how he fits in for 21, 22, right? Because we don't know what the roster is yet. I'm looking at our scholarship chart and the three guys I know that are going to be there in the rotation, I think I know, are Andre Curbelo, um, returners here, Jacob Grandison, Coleman Hawkins, and then you add Omar Payne into that. Now, Kofi Coburn would be the star, and you'd be a, a, you know, a ranked team coming into the season if he returns. Uh, Trent Frazier, is he coming back? We should probably learn that this week, right? Adam Miller, does he want to come back? It seems like those conversations, at least have, there's an opportunity where he could come back. Uh, Brad Underwood said with Lauren Tate on Saturday Morning Sports Line this week that he would welcome him back, and, and why wouldn't you? I, I, I am still high on Adam Miller. So it's hard to say, oh, Brandon Podzimski, he could be a starter or – He's not going to play because we don't really know what they're going to have. When I watch him, and you're right, I mean, the talent level he's playing against and without playing AAU, it's it's somewhat hard to evaluate him, which I which is why I think the rankings are are all askew there. But he does have length. He's six foot five, six foot six. He's got skill. He can obviously shoot the rock. Um, and Illinois has a need for that. Luke Goody can do those things as well. So I could see, I could see those guys kind of battling it out for a rotation spot. We'll see what Austin Hutcherson, if he can be healthy, but I think one of those freshman guards um, can possibly play a role here early. And Brandon obviously thinks he's got a chance to play early with IO moving on and, and Adam Miller. We don't know yet. Yeah. I think he will have that opportunity and it will be interesting to see how he defends too, because that's going to play into it. And when you don't play, a high level of competition. You probably haven't been challenged a whole lot at that end, but yeah, I think in general, he's a wild card because of who he's gone up against and just the transition to the big 10 level, the high major level, but then also just the moving parts on the roster. I think that based on the way things have gone here in the last week, the now what seems to be an assumed return for Trent Frazier, getting Brandon Ponsevsky, that puts you in a position to absorb if it goes the wrong way on Adam Miller, if Adam Miller leaves, not to say that you could just say, all right, Pazimski's slotting in for Adam Miller and you're going to expect the same kind of output that even if he had last year or uh, obviously not him as a sophomore. So, uh, but just with those two in that backcourt and then Austin Hutchinson's going to be back and he looks good in some highlight tape or some workout videos or what whatnot. And they have high hopes for him if he's healthy. That's still a big, 
asterisk right there if he's healthy. Exactly. It's like when I go to spring football practice this morning and I watch the quarterbacks throwing on air and I go, man, Brandon Peters looked great right there. It's on air. We have no idea what it looks like against competition, but the idea of it, Derek, man, yeah. Austin Hutcherson could be great um, based on the idea of what he is. We just haven't seen it at this level. Yeah, absolutely. It is a better situation to be in if you were to miss on pods and then if Trent was going to go pro. I mean, we've sat here and talked about it before, like Curbelo's your only answer right now or for sure thing in that backcourt. So uh, overall, again, it goes back to, I think we talked about it before, Goody and pods. I would lean that way. Now, Belinda's had a really all three of these guys had great senior seasons. And I, Melinda's has played a lot better competition than Podzinski has played on the grind session. I've always leaned kind of goody or pods to make the biggest impact of, of the three. And I wouldn't be surprised if Podzinski, again, is a, is a shot maker that comes in and uh, can knock down some threes for it. The way I kind of thought about this, and I'll shout out my brother, who was just chatting about this with him again, um, is I think Podzinski has the highest ceiling because he can score. Right. Like he, he can score. And I think there's maybe an ability Derek to, to create his own shot a little bit. I think he's mostly, you know, a, a catch and shoot guy, but I do think he's got that ability. I think Goody is, is mostly a catch and shoot guy. Right. And, and Melendez it's weird. You just said it. Melendez has probably played the highest competition, but I feel like he's got the lowest floor of this group, but he's also the piece they really don't have on their roster. And that's why I, I understood the take and I, I get why they're excited to bring him in. I feel like Goody might have the highest floor because of that length, because of the competition he plays in Indiana. Uh, but Podzimski to me um, could be one of your top scorers here in, in a year or two. Yeah. And like you said, the, he has done quite a bit of things off the dribble in high school. Now, how much does that translate? He can go get one. Like he's, he is a bucket, as they say, like he can just fill it up from anywhere. Uh, but yeah, certainly the offensive skill set gives him, in my opinion, the highest ceiling as well. Uh, but yeah, Melendez, I, I still wonder about his dealing with the physicality because you look at Brandon and Brandon, particularly as a senior, and you go back and watch some of his highlights, he's gotten stronger and, and his his frame, I think, is is more ready than Melendez's is. Uh, Melendez's is, that sounds funny. Uh, Goody has played EYBL has played in Indiana, gets some good competition. So he's adjusted to that, and his body has developed quite a bit, and he shot the three really well as a senior too. He's a thick kid. He's played football too, right? Like he's yeah. he's a pretty physical kid. Um, so I, I think about this, Derek, and Illinois goes into Indiana and gets a four-star guard with multiple Power 5 offers, even though Indiana and Purdue didn't want him. Um, now they go into Wisconsin, get a four-star kid, Wisconsin didn't want him, which is really interesting to me. Uh, but, I mean, a Wisconsin Mr. Basketball, this, there's a pretty impressive group of players. A lot of them do go to Wisconsin. Uh, Johnny Davis uh, a year ago won it. Kobe King, who obviously didn't end well at Wisconsin. Sam Hauser, Diamond Stone, Kevon Looney, Sam Decker. Um, go through the list. I mean, early 2000s, Wes Matthews, who'd had a heck of an NBA career. Uh, Brian Butch. Um, Keaton Nankaville, who's another Wisconsin guy, Devin Harris, Mike Wilkinson. Wisconsin kind of, you know, ran it up with a lot of those guys. There's a pretty good company of some really good college players and some guys who made it to the NBA. So it's it's interesting. Like, you know, we focus so much on in-state. Uh, and boy, Chicago and Illinois, you know, have a lot of talent. And Illinois has gotten it with DeSumo and Adam Miller. But man, to, to be able to 
get those guys nearby and, and get some of that talent, pick it off from other states. And, and of course, go internationally, go uh, Florida, go New York, all they're doing. We talk about it, the tentacles of this staff. I mean, Arizona, California, um, it's it's pretty impressive. And it's, it's very different from what this program was before that. They miss on a guy. I'm not as nervous anymore. And I've kind of projected that this entire year. Cause I just, I have faith in the staff that they can go find talent until they prove they can't. And so far they've proven they can't. Yeah, definitely. I think in the past you would look naturally to Chicago and then maybe secondarily St. Louis. And in this past class, Nesbitt was thought to be a really big miss. Now you'd ask Penny Hardaway how fun, how much fun he had coaching him and probably be, Really be hitting out of a bunker on the golf course. So he spends a lot of time out there. Travis uh, Ford, never afraid of that, man. Never afraid of that. He's not. Uh, and then Brandon Weston out of, out of Morgan Park. But uh, it's interesting, like you said, with Wisconsin and Podzimski playing for Phenom U, which is essentially Tyler Hero's AAU program. And that didn't go well when Hero didn't end up at Wisconsin. And he had some things to say. I, I was looking back, back to when Kobe King transferred and he's, Hero had some some choice words about Wisconsin, about the fact that they ran a dis- different system, that a lot of the top players in the state would want to go to Wisconsin. Uh, and there are some up-and-coming players in the Phenom U program. I saw Tr- Seth Tremble, that really athletic point guard in 2022. If he's not going to be someone that necessarily looks in-state, that would be advantageous for Illinois and, and maybe even someone that Pods has a relationship with. And then also in Indiana, Luke Goody, you get Reggie Bass now in 2022. So those are two Indiana guys in two classes that could help. You're always going to be competing against Hoosiers, Boilermakers and all that. But it is nice to be able to tap into some different areas. Uh, Indiana in particular is very consistently talented. Yeah, and AJ Story, you get another Chicago kid who had a huge, huge weekend the the days after he commits to Illinois. Uh, Derek, we come back now. Let's focus a little bit on what is next because they still got some work to do on this 2021 roster. We'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Derek, as we talked about there, it's hard to predict what this roster, what this rotation will look like, but it does feel like in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a much better idea. Of course, the big domino with Kofi Coburn probably won't know uh, until you know the draft process plays out, I would imagine. He hasn't announced for the draft yet, um, and, and some guys have announced already, like Trace Jackson Davis, surprisingly that he's coming back. Um, we saw Colin Gillespie do the same thing with Villanova. Uh, I'm still expecting him to enter the draft, Eric. Are you? Yes, absolutely. 
I'd be surprised, really surprised if he did not. Yeah, and, and when you have actual workouts this offseason, it makes sense. Well, he's earned that opportunity, and Illinois did a nice job of getting Omar Payne to at least give you an option there. All right, we know we know there's buzz out there. Trent Frazier could return, and, and boy, he, he declares for the draft, uh, says he's signing an agent, which can I can I have a bone to pick? Please do. Play? Please do say it. When That means nothing anymore. Signing an agent means nothing anymore. So whenever somebody tweets out and he's signing an agent, it doesn't mean what it used to be. You can sign with an approved NCAA agent and still maintain your eligibility. So whenever you see that qualifier by somebody in the media, it, it means nothing. And we need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop with that. And um, I, it just annoys me because it doesn't mean anything. Like Trent did that and then he you know, I clarified later that uh, he's going to keep his eligibility open. Uh, we shouldn't assume that that he wasn't. Uh, now, Io obviously is going to sign an agent and, and go. Um, but even Io said, I'm signing an agent as if to say it's done. I'm not going back to school. Uh, that's not the case. So Kofi can sign an agent and come back. Trent Frazier did. He can come back as well. But man, that that seems like this has been a roller coaster of what Trent wants to do, and understandably so, Derek. I mean, do you want to come back for a fifth year? Do you just want to go pro? I do think you know for Trent, there are some things like I've talked about all year. If he came back for a fifth year, he's going to be one of the top five scorers in Illinois history. And I think that means something, and also he's going to be more of a league guy. I mean, I know Curbelo uh, is going to be kind of the the star and one of the leaders of this team, but Trent's going to have more shots to take uh, if he wants. I think he's going to have more of a vocal leadership role uh, with Io gone and potentially with Kofi gone. Uh, but also there's, hey, I, I played college. I want to go make some money. I want to help support whoever I want to support. So um, I could get if he wants to go, I could get why he wanted to come back. Yeah, th- there are different factors playing there and you, you highlighted them. Uh, well, and also I think another thing is it sounds like he needs another semester, at least for his degree, which is something that the staff is really trying to hammer home with him is, hey, we know you can go make money playing basketball and play professionally and wherever that may be, uh, probably overseas. But uh, at the end of that, you're going to want that degree. Not that he couldn't finish it online or, or whatnot. I don't know all the the details there as far as what he needs, but uh, that has been a sell is, hey, education is important. We want that for you to graduate and have for when you're done playing. Uh, but also, like you said, to come back and have a big, bigger role, uh, be more of a focal point, show more for wherever that next destination is going to be. And I think that we, we've talked a lot to Trent about defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. Like he was all defense this year and definitely earned that. The chance to come back to the Big Ten and be defensive player of the year, be an all Big Ten guy and, and be someone that could even challenge for a 2000 point career score, which only Deion Thomas has done. Now there would be that qualifier of, well, Trent played five years, but still uh, to be remembered as one of the best scorers or one of the top scorers in Illinois program history would, would be saying something. So uh, it's been, it has been interesting here in really the last month. I know that in the fall and throughout the season, it always sounded like, yeah, Trent will probably be back and same thing with DeMonte, but, as he got down the stretch, maybe he doesn't want another year of school. Maybe he wants to either be closer to he's got a girlfriend down in Florida and all that. So there are differing factors. But now it sounds like and his dad is a, is a presence on Twitter and has let people know that it sounded like he's coming back now. So we got to hear that from Trent. Yeah. But I, I would expect to hear something here in the next week or maybe even at that spring game where they're going to do the 
the Big Ten tournament reveal. Uh, yeah, the, the banner. And and the, I mean, he could be. You think about legacy, right? And and Trent has. He's one of the first guys to buy into Underwood, right? I know he'd already signed, but he but he bought into Underwood. And if you have another year of impact where you help that team get to the NCAA tournament, and I, I don't know if you win a game or two or three or whatever, uh, but, but you continue to help this program because uh, that would be huge for Trent. And, and you think about the way he would be thought of by Illini fans, he, the way he'd be welcomed back with, with another year. That guy has a, a lot of value potentially for Trent Frazier in the long term of his life. And as you said, getting the degree. Uh, I just think that that networking window, um, people wanting to help Trent uh, only increases if, if he decided to come back. And I'm not trying to sell him. I just I just think that there is a lot of value in that for him. There's also a lot of value for Illinois, Derek. Um, if, if all of a sudden we're sitting here thinking, well, Georgie's gone. And I'll get your opinion on that here in a second. Io's gone. Uh, Adam Miller's gone. Kofi could be gone. Trent's gone. DeMonte's gone. And all of a sudden you might just lose Io and, and Georgie. Heck, man, that's a lot coming back with a lot being added to it. So if, if Trent comes back just singularly, it's a proven Big Ten score. It's a proven Big Ten leader. It's a proven Big Ten culture guy for Brad Underwood. Um, and obviously defensively, he's he makes such a big impact uh, at the top of that defense. And in him and Curbelo, there would be some weaknesses defensively there. Uh, but offensively, it would obviously be very good. Um, that would be a huge boost, uh, even if it's just Trent and, and you know everyone else leaves. Just, just Trent himself would be a huge boost for next year's roster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a guy that I think without him, you're asking the question, who's the backup point guard? Who, who's taking on the point guard role if Curbelo is in foul trouble, hurt, whatever it may be, just off the floor? Uh, would it be Austin Hutcherson? Again, you, you don't want to rely on that to be him. And they thought of him more as a, as a two guard combo guard type of, of guy. But for Trent, you know, he's good enough to start. Like you said, there will be some questions. Curbelo and Trent together defensively, uh, but secondary ball handler, shot maker, playmaker can slot into that one spot. And then just the, the veteran experience and all that he brings there. So uh, that really matters. And for a program that has been throughout the spring and really before that trying to get an impact combo guard, and you mentioned Ty Ty in Baylor and Kentucky offering, that's seems to be trending a, a different way. You, you miss on Namari Burnett, you miss on Armand Franklin. Not that they still wouldn't want someone of like that 6'4 to 6'5 build that could come in with some experience. Uh, but Trent coming back helps answer some of that, especially with the unexpected Adam going into the portal. Now, his that's still a decision to be made as well. But Trent, if he were to be back, would really help you there. Let's, let's bring up Adam Miller because – we we've seen Bryce Hopkins in Kentucky, you know, uh, Bryce Hopkins, at least is recruiting him. I don't think Kentucky is, it seems like at this point. Um, but you know, when he entered the portal, Brad was asked by, by Robert Rosenthal, would you welcome somebody back? And I was like, I, I think he's gone, but apparently uh, I assume too much because it does seem like Illinois and, and Adam Miller, at least having conversations. Um, those have to be some pretty uh, honest conversations. Right, because obviously Adam and and people around Adam were not completely comfortable with the role or you know the spotlight he got as a freshman. 
whether Adam bought in or not and, and saw some value in that or not. He told us he did. Um, and that's, that's maybe just what he said to us, but Adam seemed to be a part of this and, and buy in. Uh, I think he can be great. Uh, I don't buy into that. Adam Miller is, is not a starter on him. I, I don't, I think he's going to be a very, very good player. And it sounds like Brad Underwood would be willing to welcome him back. But I do think Derek, there has to be some pretty honest conversations because, you know, Brad's a guy that, Hey, everyday guy, you got to be all in. And Adam obviously entered his name into the portal and that now he has to question that. And you don't want to go into a season with a guy, you know, not happy with his role or potentially not happy with his role as he moves forward. So if you have those conversations, they got, they got to be really honest conversations. Yeah, absolutely. I know that the staff sat down with him last Friday and seemed to be encouraged by what they heard. Now, there was no kind of final decision. Adam didn't come to them and say, this is what I'm going to do one way or the other and still need to meet with him and his mom uh, this week at some point to try to figure that out. And I would expect something to come of that as, as far as a final decision. I'm coming back or I'm, I'm definitely going. Uh, and that'll be interesting to see here. But yeah, I think you got to have him all the way in. He's got to be bought in and you got to, there's got to be an understanding of you're not, we're not going to have this pop up in December or January, uh, regardless of how things play out. But I, I'm with you. I think that while there are some limitations, at least right now, as far as what he brings to the Big Ten, he's shown stuff in, in high school and as a prospect that he can build on. He has an off the dribble game. Like he, he has a very good pull up. Uh, now, has he, did he show that this past year as a freshman? No, not necessarily, but something that he can build on. And the opportunities are going to be there. Like the opportunities to play in some of you know, the IO role or, or just to slot next to Curbelo and be someone that can create off the dribble, that can get a lot of shots, be a focal point in the offense. I know they've sold that. They've sold that to Namari. They sold that to Franklin. That doesn't mean that Adam can't be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm going to be that guy if I develop the way that I'm supposed to. Uh, so there's a lot, there was a lot on the table for him as a freshman. Like to, we wow. talked about it to be a starter every game on a one seed to play all those minutes uh, to play a, a really nice role on a winning team uh, seemed to be a lot, what a lot of people would like to like to have. And, and he can definitely build on that and further that. And that's why I, I was surprised when he entered the portal because it was all on the table to, Hey, I understand you didn't sign up to be, you signed up to be what Iowa's role was as a true freshman. Right. So I thought Adam handled that at least what we saw Derek extremely well. He bought into playing defense. He bought into being a complimentary scorer. And I understand you have dreams of being a one and done, and that wasn't going to happen this year. And, and even if he was in Iowa's role, um, I don't, I, I don't think he was a one and done kind of guy uh, just because of some of the limitations of his game, mostly length height wise. But I, I do think if he were put in Io's shoes as a true freshman, when Io was a true freshman on a bad team, I think Adam Miller could have put up similar statistics. I really do. I think he could have played. They're different players, but I just think he could have made a similar impact. And, and most of the season, he was in the all-freshman team kind of conversation. I think he can take a big leap, and I think that role is there. Now, if you get Miller, Frazier, and Carbello all back and – what what kind of defense? All those questions, but I I don't care. I, I want Adam Miller back on my team if he is uh, bought in. So those are some guard options. They're obviously looking at some in the transfer portal of Miller or Frazier. Uh, don't decide to return. But Derek, I, I think outside of Kofi and those guys potentially returning, I, I would kind of focus in if I were the Illini staff 
on the one position they haven't been able to really recruit all that well. And it's better than they're missing on ones and fives, right? But the four, like that's the spot I, I would think they would really target in uh, of trying to say, hey, we got this role. We need an athletic guy who can stretch the floor and give us something we don't have on the roster. Yep, absolutely. And Coleman Hawkins is going to have a big opportunity to, to play a major role at the four going forward. I, I don't think they want to be in a position to play Grandison a bunch at the four or at least be their starting four man in an ideal world if they were able to go out on the transfer market and and get the right kind of guy. Uh, Grandison might then slide to the three and, and you'll have more length there and, and that would be something that fits the, the conversation is kind of the goal that they've kind of had but yeah they will have some options they've been on Christian Bishop from Creighton Joel and who was really good as a freshman at UNLV and then transferred to Texas Tech just didn't work out for him there. He wasn't very productive. And uh, that's one that they've explored. If Arthur Kaluma hits the open market, who's a UNLV signee that Illinois recruited in the past, and there's a lot of buzz that he'll probably open things up at some point. Illinois will will be involved there uh, or would figure to be very involved there. So uh, there's some opportunities to go get a four-man. And uh, that is a, is a high priority. And when I was actually – and I was thinking about how many spots they actually have right now. When you think Io leaving, Georgie leaving, DeMonte and Trent are open regardless. That's four. And you already have four incoming with Melendez, Goody, Podzemski, and Payne. You could probably expect another spot to come, just front court attrition, not necessarily even Kofi. Uh, but yeah, you would you would think four man for that. And then Kofi either comes back and you're full or he leaves and then you try to go get another five man. But outside of that, I know they've looked at, like I mentioned, a combo guard. That They're fairly set if Adam Miller does come back. It seems like it seems to be Adam Miller comes back. Four-man is the number one priority determined on Kofi and, and all of that. All right, Derek, I mean, just a week ago, it felt like the world was falling. Uh, the sky was falling for Illinois basketball recruiting. And now we're sitting here talking about some really interesting options. Right. Like some some really interesting, like a solid, good roster they could return. Now, a lot of that will depend on Kofi Coburn and, and what he decides. But again, to me, this this kind of comes back to the resourcefulness of the Illini roster. A little bit of luck if they get Trent Frazier back with the fifth year of eligibility. Um, but also, you know, getting Omar Payne, I think, was really big early. Finding a guy like Brandon Podzimski and being able to land him late in the process. Um, it feels like this roster will be okay, Derek. Like it, it, it's going to be okay. Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's the takeaway. If you were able to get Trent back and uh, I think you'd feel even more so if Adam Miller decides to exit the portal and, and return to Illinois. So uh, when you look at, I mentioned before, missing on Nesbitt, a David Jones, a Brandon Weston, Bozemski's rated higher than Jones and Weston if you're going by the 24-7 sports rankings. And while Mac ETN was a huge loss, Enoch – see, I, I knew his pronunciation. Then he goes there, is it Guake? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Enoch, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, when he goes there, Arizona State, it seemed like for a moment there, Illinois thought that they were probably going to get him. The rug gets pulled out from under you a little bit. Omar Payne to land him, who's a former top 50 recruit. Now he needs to live up to that billing and develop and get better. But that's a really nice addition, in particular, if Kofi were then to come back. I mean, you're set 
and you're at the five spot there. If you have Kofi and All American back for another year, Payne behind him, I'm and there the will train, still be an opportunity. I'm on the train that that we are not talking about that addition quite enough. Um, I, I understand he averaged four and four, right? Not even three and a half, three and a half per game, but he was in a rotation on a an NCAA tournament team. Right. And, and I know that the, the hit, it was dirty. He got kicked out. He paid his price for it. Obviously Florida didn't like it. And it seemed like that played partly a role why he left, but Colin Castleton is playing really well for them as well. And, and Omar Payne wants a bigger role. Um, but that is a former top 50 prospect that has already shown a floor of being a good rotation player who can make a huge impact at the rim. He's not Kofi Coburn. He's not the replacement for that. But I just think he's a massive piece to get before Coburn even uh, announces what his decision is going to be. And I feel like if if they got that guy in the class of 2021 top 50 prospect, we'd be going nuts about it. Illinois fans would be going nuts about it. You got him two years more mature and knowing what college basketball is, having a little bit of success of what college basketball is. And you got three years of eligibility potentially of him. So that's the good part of the transfer portal, right? Is that guy's old. He knows what it's like to play in one of the best leagues in the country and, and you get him in right away. Yeah, that's a great point because really when I was trying to evaluate now 2021 and the class and everything, it's really the fact that they didn't get a big guy is the one hesitation. We're like, all right, you want to say pretty good class. Cause if, I mean, you're fourth in the big 10, it's a pretty good class. You got, three wings now if you want to consider pods a, a guard or whatever it may be either way in that 100 to 150 range or just around the 100 mark for three guys coming in with length and shot making that's a pretty pretty good haul if you but not having the big man but if you slot in like you said Omar Payne who was top 50 who played at Mount Verde uh, who did a lot of really nice things as a prospect and has experience playing in a high major conference and we know the known qualities about him defensively rim rolling pick and roll type stuff. We know that he can be uh, an instant impact guy in those facets now, and then allow Antigua to work on his game, Adam Fletcher to allow him to further progress. And like you said, I mean, three years of eligibility is a lot for a former top 50 big man. So that's, that's pretty darn exciting. Uh, especially again, like I said, if, if that's your backup five, that's a, heck of a backup five and even if Kofi doesn't come back he's someone that you would think you'd be all right with being your starting five yeah I mean this team obviously if Kofi doesn't come back if Adam Miller doesn't come back there's some there's some holes right and I'm not saying like hey Illinois is going to be back to compete for a Big Ten championship I think that's going to be difficult regardless of whether all those guys come back but I, I still see like man the floor is much higher um, than, than I think a lot of people thought two weeks ago. So I think the staff's doing a, a pretty dang good job of, of rolling with the punches uh, and, and figuring out how to put together the best short-term and long-term roster. Cause th this class of 2021, um, you know, with, with Goody and Podzimski and Melendez, you got three guys that maybe need some development time, but I think long-term they're going to be here for a while and they all could, have some intriguing ceilings and, and you put them along with Curbelo and Omar Payne and, and some of these other pieces we've talked about. Uh, I think the the long-term future looks, looks bright still uh, for Illinois basketball there. I think it does. I, I certainly think it does. And if they are correct and they're, if you want to look farther down the road, if they're correct in that Reggie Bass and AJ store, are 
are very nice, let's get ahead of the curve type of gets before they blow up. I mean, that will play into it. Now, I should mention, I think getting pods probably at this moment probably takes away the decision for a reclass with store just based on the numbers and the balance and everything. If Adam were to come back, that's another spot. And maybe depending on what plays out, he could be someone later in the summer or whatever it may be that would make that decision. But right now it seems like you would keep him in 2022. But yeah, I think that assuming you're going to have Carmelo and if Carmelo comes out here next year and shoots the three, 35, 38%. How long do you have that guy? I, I don't know. Probably not that much longer, but uh, if we're still going to assume that he's more of a longer term piece uh, with some of these other guys, like you mentioned, you're, you're still in a good spot to be in the top half, top third of the big 10. I mean, definitely top half, but uh, in that upper range of the big 10, which, which is, is saying a lot. It gives you opportunities to, to get in the dance and, and try to do some things. Still a lot of work to do for this staff, but I think they've done some good work here recently. Derek Piper, always appreciate the time, my man. I'll leave you with this good news. I don't currently have a my guy, so there's <laughs> no one that I'm going to point to. This is my guy right now who Illinois will not get. You should have made it store because you look like a genius after the week he just had, huh? I know. I missed <laughs> on that. But that could have went a different way. I wasn't going to mess with it. Looks like a good evaluation uh, by the staff. All right, that's going to do it for the Illini Enquirer podcast. Everybody, thanks for listening uh, wherever you listen. Uh, sign up now for Illini Enquirer VIP, just a dollar for your first month. Derek's been dropping uh, the, the nuggets on the VIP board for a while. Uh, we also got plenty of football recruiting content. I got a big um, story coming up on all the Illinois football visitors that they've gotten. More than 20 official visitors uh, already all set up for June uh, when they open up the gates for all these visits. So check that out in a why I inquire and Joey's uh, Wagner is covering the heck out of the football team as well. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to us, follow us wherever you get your podcasts, rate us, review us. We appreciate that. Everybody have a great day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.